0: Ladies and gentlemen, the questions you've all been asking are now being answered. Welcome to another edition of It's All About Who You Know, the podcast where influential people talk big topics in sports, faith, and more.
1: Your host is a former Oregon State wrestler. He has a 4.9 star Uber rating and is currently undefeated in his MMA career. Here is Christian Robertson.
0: What up, what up, what up? Welcome back, guys, to It's All About Who You Know. Um, I'd like to say I'm excited for this episode, but in the, the times we're in and and everything that's going on, you know, it's hard to be excited <clears throat> when you still have to talk about this stuff and when you have to have these, uh, these conversations uh, that aren't based on memory but are based on what's actually going on. So um, today's guest, before we get into it, is Isaac Garcia. Isaac's a football player at uh Oregon State University, good friend of mine, African American, and he is uh in the application process um to become a police officer. So with everything going on, you know, I just felt like, hey, let's get Isaac on. We've been talking about doing a podcast. He asked, he'd reached out to me. Um we'd spoken about it months ago and uh just with everything going on, you know, obviously I I have a voice, I have a presence, and I have an opinion and I want to talk about it, but I also You know, my witness and, you know, my life goes far beyond just me speaking. It goes beyond me personally um, and my opinions. And I uh, have to be conscious of certain things and I have to understand that some people are going to see things and the optics of um, a podcast or who you have on is, is going to either bring people in or push people away despite what you say. Um, And that's, you know, I hate that. I hate that that's the case, but that's just um, that's just how it is. And so I felt like uh, this week was a perfect week to bring Isaac on um, with everything going on to uh, to establish as much credibility with our message as possible. And um, and man, we had a great conversation. We had an amazing time. Great guy. Love him to death. Um, Like I say at the end any police force would be happy to have them. So, guys, I would really encourage you um, to stay to the end because this is an impactful conversation. We talk a little over an hour and you're going to want to hear the whole thing. Um, So, stay to the end. Leave a review. Share whatever you got to do. If somebody's got to hear this, um, I know the world's suffering right now. I just want to, uh, before we get into the podcast, I want to actually read a verse from Matthew. Uh, It's Matthew 5 and I think this just It it struck my heart. It's going to strike some other people's hearts too. And uh, it might get me a little hate. But you know what? This is the word of God. And I agree with the word of God. So you can take it up with me. You can take it up with God. Whichever one. But it is Matthew 5, 43. uh, 43 through 44. It says, you have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. This is Jesus speaking, by the way. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. And that's so powerful. And we talk about this and I was going to bring it up in the podcast and you'll probably see where. um, But it is just so powerful, man, that we have to love those that that hate us. We have to love those that are hurting us. We have to love those that are tormenting us. um, Because that's how we're called to love. And if any of you are in Christ, that's how you've been called to love. And I'm sorry if that's offensive. I'm sorry if that's uh, um, that strikes deep, but that's the truth, and and that's what God says, and that's how God loves, and that's how God's called us to love, and and that's the Holy Spirit's job is to give us a heart to love like that, and to pray for our enemies. So um, that's all I got on the front end of this. Super excited about the podcast. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's get into it. Can you see me? Hi, right, G. What's up, buddy?
1: How you doing?
0: Good, man. How are you? I'm
1: great. Hey, I do you think the you... Life in Arizona.
0: I feel it, man. Do you think you could turn the camera to the side? It's a better, uh, it's a better angle. If not, no big deal.
1: What do you mean side?
0: Are you on the phone? Yeah. So go from here to here. Oh, like that? Uh, it's not, it's not shifting. Never mind. You Go back to how you feel comfortable. I mean, I could add, I could add you on my
1: computer if you want.
0: No, 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 we're good, man. No big deal.
1: Okay. How you doing, man? How's it? I'm doing good. Just, I'm in Arizona right now and uh,
0: just living life. Just living it, huh? You know. What do you? It's uh, sunny
1: out here. And, uh, yeah, it's
0: great. What are you doing for for exercise and workouts right now? Just so I'm
1: not clear to run because I was dealing with an injury. So I've been doing a lot of stuff that uh, the strength coach has been giving out. It's like. Uh, push up circuits and a lot of stuff that involves no equipment. Gotcha. So kind of what I've been doing. And I I've been going on hikes over here, but man, it is it is hot.
0: Dude, how (laughs) hot is it right now? Like one ten?
1: Yeah, I I would say yeah, probably about one ten. I when I went on a hike, I uh I went at like three o'clock in the afternoon because, you know, me, I just landed. I'm like, let's go on a hike.
0: Prime time. Get some work (laughs) in. And
1: I oh man. I felt every bit of that
0: heat, and it was, uh, you know, it was, it's killer. But yeah. how have you been? I've been good, man. Uh, I've been good. I uh, just moved up to Portland a couple weeks ago. Um, wow. I, the reason I was late today, I actually, uh, I had a, a boxing lesson outside, so we went out to this park and did some boxing, dude. It was so cool, man. It's, oh, it's been awesome. nice. It's been so cool. Just getting to see, I do Uber and DoorDash, and uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah just, yeah. like, I've seen the whole city. It's it's nuts, yeah. man. I'm so fortunate with that, but yeah, man. Portland's a cool town. It just it kind of it sucks, you know, what's going on right now. I was driving through yeah. the city last night, and you could hear like the grenades going off, and yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, people. You know, the blocks are closed by the police officers, and you know, store windows are busted and saying an F12, and it's just like man, like yeah. So, but that I mean, you yeah. know, yeah, yeah, man.
1: That's, that's sad
0: it is um, it's it and this big reason i thought oh man this is a perfect time to get ig because because you're going to be an officer and yeah yeah yeah. you're still going to be a police officer right you're not yeah of course of course yeah no
1: no no. um you know it's funny i was at um so i got to scottsdale on tuesday and everything's open down here and um you know i'm with a couple buddies and uh you know, we're we we're about to go out. Everything's open, so we go out. We skip to Friday. We go out. You know, it's a good time. Every you know, they're still doing the social distancing. You got to be with the group, okay? And then we're gonna go out Saturday, yeah. right? And we're we're getting ready. And um, you know, we show up, and every the, the bars just close. No one's, It's a it's ghost town. We're like. You know, we're not from Arizona, so we don't know the news. Everyone's yeah. no one's telling us the news. Like, you know, we're in our own little bubble. Yeah. So we get there and we're like, you know, where's everyone at? Like day before it was crazy, you know, Uber's yeah. pulling up, everyone out the door, you know. And um we get there and they're like the the signs are just like, you know, immediate close like uh the due to prote- incoming protest and, and and all these things. So we drive around and we just see like the SWAT team just blocking off in, at, at the street, and I'm like, man, like it, it's you know something that I've honestly never seen before, and it was crazy. Yeah. and I can only I can only imagine it's like that in Portland because I it's in Seattle. It's, you know, it's the same way.
0: Yeah, man. no, yeah, I um, man, I, I'm trying to get so I'm not gonna go alone, but uh, man, I want to get somebody to come with me and. Um, Debating doing a video or not, I think it would be encouraging for people to see. But, man, I just want yeah. to go out and pray for people. Yeah, like, of course. It, it, I mean, even if it means, like, stepping in front of a mob, like, I just want to, like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I felt called to do it, but I, I got to get somebody to go with me, you know, just because Yeah. I just don't want to be caught alone. And yeah. um, so that'll be tough. But uh, but if I can, man, if I get the opportunity, I'm going to go out there, um, park, you know, outside of the city, walk, and... um and just try to reason with people and try to pray for people and, and try yeah. to meet people where they're at. Um, because it is sad, man. I mean, what happened was, you know, and, and I want to, obviously I want to talk about, you know, the whole situation that stirred all this up. It's not one thing that's done it. You know, it's yeah, a, it's a, yeah, yeah, it's absolutely. a culmination of things. And, um, you know, I, you know, I, I think I lost a friend this week because of, you know, somebody and regardless of what people think about the president, um, you know he was mis- he was misinterpreted in one of his tweets and i had asked somebody hey you know what's you know what's what's your issue with this when they posted about it and instead of trying to reason or be you know civil it was just completely like if you don't understand this like you'll never stand up for black people and yeah and uh you know why like these people are completely like you know obviously i'm not condoning violence and rioting and i'm like but what are you condoning like i don't understand like i'm not i'm clearly not condoning that but i don't understand like like how we got where we are you know these people need to be these businesses these you know people working need to be protected yeah. too yeah, you of know of course
1: yeah 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 and so and i think what, a good thing about me and you, we've had these conversations before, you know, sure. and we're able to reason, you know, with different subjects and we don't, we might not be able to agree on everything, but the fact that we're able to have a cordial conversation is I think that's where you're able to grow. Yeah. And, you know, it, right now it's, it's, you know, tough times for these people, you know, having that conversation is a lot. And, you know, I found myself doing that um you mentioned praying for people i know that one of the rookies for the denver nuggets uh his name is michael porter he tweeted like you know through these tough times pray for not only the people that are being you know that are feeling oppressed but pray for those you know that have made that mistake right and you know i go into the comment section and they're like you know shame on you shame on you like this is not the right tweet and you know at first i was i was angry too i was like why would we pray for you know Somebody that just did an awful act, or, or yeah. any of those people participate, <clears throat> you know. And as you know, I, I think Isaiah, uh, Isaiah Haden's message, and, and you know, he meant is like, you know, like as we read the Bible and you get closer to God, you will start to like understand that, you know, those people do need prayers, right? And this, and and I get that some people might not be able to understand that quite yet, yeah. and to realize that those people need prayer is you know that's it's something that you gotta you know go out and and see and kind of experience as you get closer with god but i found myself i you know i sat down and i was like you know you know what would god do you know what would jesus do what so i you know i started praying and i was and i started looking things a different way and you know yeah it's it's wild so you know i applaud you for praying for those people because i think that's exactly what
0: this world needs yeah so. yeah man and and you know praying with them too like yeah and and this is a thing that you know you you just said what your your guys what that guy that tweet said <clears throat> and how you're angry man i think it really shows maybe where your heart is when you hear something like that and how you interpret it and how you decide yeah. because honestly man the guy that needs the most prayer is that police officer yeah like the person we should probably be praying for the most is the one that sparked this and that's not something that like a lot of people want to hear
1: of course yeah
0: but that's still somebody that you know is is broken and affected clearly you know yeah and yeah and it and and you know god can change his heart of course you know what i mean and so like i said it's not a thing a lot of people want to hear but it is something that people need to hear because that's you know that's exactly where jesus was in his walk was like you know praying for um the thing okay wait one second the the angle of the camera is not adjusting oh Oh, okay Okay. sorry Yeah. yeah that's what i was saying earlier um sorry yeah but no that's i mean you know these are the those are the people that jesus prayed for yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and so it's it's a tough it's a tough pill to swallow, because you have to suck up all pride, all anger, all hatred, because your first instinct is you know fight back, fire back. Yeah, yeah. You know, attack, but our first instinct is very rarely prayer. Like put it in the hands of the one that controls it all. Yeah, you know what no, I mean. No, yeah,
1: that, I think you hit it. You know, you hit it right on the nail, and I think that when people are filled with anger and stuff like that and when you start to bring up jesus and you know the bible and stuff like that you know talk about praying praying for for the officer i think a lot of people just it's a quick angry reaction and and there's no thought behind it and it's just you know kind of a, a, a fight or flight you know and they're just right to defensive and oh you're racist and stuff like that and I found myself doing that too. You know, I was one of those people that would like pray for him. Like, why are we praying for
0: him? Let's kill right.
1: him. You know, yeah, exactly. Right, and, and that's that's you know what a lot of people have. But then it's I really had to dig deep inside, and and I really had to think about you know that like like that's exactly who Jesus prayed for, and um, you know it's it's. It's crazy to think about, you know, and it's crazy, especially if you're, you know, far away from God right now. And, and this is when we need him the most. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's so it's hard to think about that kind of stuff. And yeah. Especially for me, I'm in a tough position. You know, I'm African-American. then I want to be in law enforcement. So, yeah. you know, I like to, you know, look at things and a different perspective. But um, no. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah. it, But what do you think about the, the riots and just the looting and, you know, <clears throat> yeah so th- that's that's I feel like it's separated, you know what I
0: mean, yeah this is where I had to really pray for myself too, because my first instinct is you know usually you know, and you know me, I'm a pretty conservative guy, and usually where yeah. a lot of people yeah. go, I try to go the opposite because i you know I don't trust yeah. I don't trust the media, I try to trust what the bible sure. says, so so even with an issue like this, like I feel like a lot of the same people that were you know protesting. You know, I I went to a protest a few few weeks ago, about a month ago, probably um, protesting the shutdown because I didn't agree with the shutdown, and and I felt like people should go back to work. And you know, my family kind of had the worst of you know COVID outside. You know, my dad almost died in the hospital, and um, but it was like, hey, we we got to go back to work. And so I felt like the same people that were mad at me protesting that are now the same people protesting, and so for me it was like. I want to shut it down. I want to just be like, no, no, like this is not right. But then I had to really look at myself and say, Christian, regardless of where they stood on another issue, like what are they standing on now? And, you know, up until a couple days ago, like I really detested the term like black lives matter, not because they don't, but because I just felt like we can, we can put it all in all lives matter. Yeah. But, and then, then Carl Lenz, the pastor at Hillsong actually had a, a, um a a sermon where he said obviously all lives matter but you know when jesus that would be like somebody saying when jesus said blessed are the poor yeah Yeah, yeah. somebody go say blessed are all people jesus he'd be like yeah i know but these are the ones that are getting hurt the most right now and so like i really like had to check myself because i was like dang like my opinion just changed you know and that's a tough thing for me like because you know i'm not a racist guy but there's definitely some things that are just culturally embedded to where like i don't like standing on certain things of this st- you know like i like to treat everybody yeah. equally and for a long time like i felt like the black lives matter movement wasn't treating people equally you know it was yeah. and whereas now we're seeing i'm seeing it and i'm like man like i was wrong like i was wrong like there's a there's an issue there's a precedent that needs to be set and we're not setting it and um so I had to suck up some pride there and I had to pray f- for myself. And, <clears throat> um, But, you know, I've been doing Uber and I've been doing Uber in the heart of Portland where a lot of this stuff is going on. I mean, Portland's a major city. So, yeah, you know, the riots, yeah. I mean, I, wa- I drove by and these stores are just destroyed. And, you know, you see oh, yeah. gangs of people with their masks on just walking off. And, um, you know, the police officers are out. And I think the protesting and the rioting is in separate categories. I, I really do. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. I think people have a very real reason to be angry, but I don't think they have a real reason to do what they're doing. I think, yeah. um, you know, I think rioting, and I mean, because people are getting hurt. You know, it's not just like you're going in and vandalizing a business. You know, people like there's actually people getting you know trampled, and I don't know if there's been any deaths from the riots, but I can't imagine there hasn't been. I saw a video the other day of um, this guy getting jumped by like five people. And yeah. just because he tried to step in and say, "Hey, let's not do this," and you know, five people jumped on him. Yeah, and and the looting—it's like, come on, man! Like, if you're going to steal too, that just shows where your heart's at, in my opinion. You know, yeah, you, you came out here to to join a mob mentality and and get something you wanted out of it.
1: Yeah. Now, like yeah. I said, no. yeah, yeah, very yeah. real
0: reason to be angry, but you know, we all face this—is where we have a some, a tragedy. And we try to use it for our own personal gain as opposed to just hurting yeah. and actually doing something that's going to help.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, you're you're completely right. It, you know, I mentioned I was at Scottsdale too. And, yeah. you know, we, me and my friends were like, you know, let's stay. We're going to stay from afar, you know, and just see what happens. And, right, and, you know, it turned into the whole breaking windows, going to the mall, looting. And, right, we're walking towards these stores, and I'm like... And I just look in the store and, you know, there's nobody in there. There's no cops around. But I'm like, deep in my heart, like, I don't want to steal. Like, I don't want to steal. Like, I'm here because I wanted to support something that needs to be said and and needs to be done, but in the right way. You know, a peaceful protest, like the whole looting. I feel like a lot of people are just taking, you know, George Floyd's death and, and just using that as a leverage to go. You know steal for their personal gain and I understand that you know there's frustrations and you know different things of that nature and but the stealing <laughs> I, I just haven't really cut quite grasped why people are stealing it's for their own personal like that there's no reason behind that yeah there's no reason behind that just to go steal different stuff and like you said it, it reveals you know the person yeah you know because I sat there and I, I and you know my friends could you know attest to this we were just looking in the store like you know if we were bad people and they, Not you know if we had that in our heart We could really just go take some things right now and no one would notice nobody wouldn't my coaches wouldn't know My mom wouldn't know you know, and we just go about our day, but that's you know, but that's not why we're there, you yeah. know and none of us You know did that and we stood there and you know, we just observed everything and it, you know, it's crazy Yeah so. I think you're right. It's two separate things.
0: So. Yeah. No, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's sad to see. Um, it's a, it's a tough thing, man, because it's just like, what, like, what, why did you come out here? Like, what, like, what are you fighting for? Cause you're doing, in my opinion, it's, it's doing the same thing that we're, we're going against you know if you go if you're fighting against something and you go and do the very thing like i mean if people are getting trampled and killed and you're stealing and you're vandalizing and you're putting all these things on the list like i mean what are you really fighting for you know because you're fighting fire with fire and that doesn't work yeah you know you just don't you're throwing gasoline on a fire and to the point where you know we have to call in the National Guard and we have to call in the military. Like those, that's not taken lightly. Those decisions aren't taken lightly. It's not like people are just like, oh well, you know, uh, white power. Let's bring in you know people to to do something. Yeah. I, I mean, there's a very real issue when that has to happen. There's a very real safety issue when you know I have to get a text every single night saying be home at eight o'clock. We got a curfew. You know, like people are people are in danger when that happens. That's not that, you know, they don't take those lightly. Yeah, no. Yeah,
1: that's, you know, you're right. But, you know, one thing where, you know, I see things a little differently is I think that, you know, all these videos that are surfacing. I think that there's been a lot of good, peaceful protests. I agree. But have became violent because of the police. And, you know, I was talking to a Scottsdale police officer and our conversation started off really well. You know, me, my friends that were there are all white. One, you know, one's Asian, Pacific Islander, Asian. I'm the only black kid. And the conversation started off really well. And he just lost us. You know, he just started talking nonsense. And, you know, my friends, you know, they come from an affluent area. They're not minorities. You know, they're white kids. Have You know, we went to high school Four black kids, five black kids. And They're even like come on man like you lost us and I think that's you know, that's It's not I Don't want to say it's not his fault but like somebody needs to we need to educate the police more and I think there needs to be a bunch of things that happen. and obviously it's not gonna happen, you know in a year in two years, you know I think there's a lot of things that need to happen, but you know I think that like I was going back to what I said, I think a lot of peaceful protests have, have gone on, but I think that a lot of, uh, some of, you know, majority of the, the, the violence has been started, but not majority, let's say like, you know, a good majority of the thing has been started by the police. And I think that we kind of need to step back and look at how we're policing and the different things that we're doing, yeah. you know, cause I texted, you know, I texted a, 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 an officer that I really respect and, in does his job very well respect done many ride-alongs with him. And I asked him, he goes, he goes, yeah, I'm right with you. I think that a lot of these departments need to step back and fix their department, you know, because a lot of things are going on. And then he told me the exact same thing that I'm saying, it's not going to happen in a year, but it's going to happen over time. But, you know, I think that's, that is a big thing that we can fix, you know, but it's, it's crazy. Yeah, I get a lot of the people still asking me, "You want to be a cop?" You know, and That's yeah. tough for me. Yeah. So.
0: Well, uh, I want to ask you about that here in a minute. I want to. Ask, I want you to answer this in a little bit, but uh, what you what you think the role of police officers should be, and 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 what they're doing wrong. They're obviously, you know, I can, you know, say what they're doing, but I want to hear it from your perspective. Yeah. And then also, what um, what should their role be currently? Like what? Like if you, you know, because. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm I want to look at it from both angles. You know, I agree yeah. with what you yeah, said. Yeah. I, I agree. You know, there's every, with everything, it, we're all humans. So with, it does yeah. not matter where, it doesn't matter if you're in a church or if you're in a strip club. Like you're going to have bad yeah. eggs in every single, you know, obviously if you go from this end to this end, there might be more bad eggs as you go down. But yeah. I mean, you know, churches go under all the time because somebody has an affair or somebody's embezzling. Like people do horrible things because they're people and they need a savior yeah Yeah. so whatever you do and it's the police force is you know somebody in a physical position of power somebody that gets to carry open carry and and have you know lethal weapons on hand so obviously when a bad egg strikes it's it's more devastating so i I want i want to know i want to ask what your thoughts are and what your opinion would be as to what an officer's role is currently when they're sent out into a city like this. Let's say they're sent into a minority neighborhood to yeah. to you know serve and protect. Obviously, yeah. emotions are high. Anxiety's high. They have to be on high alert. Like, you know, they, they could get attacked at any moment. What do you think their role is in that situation?
1: You know, that's, that's a very, you know, it's a complex question. And I'll start it off by saying this. I see it a lot on Twitter and stuff. There's a lot of, you know, a few bad apples in a bunch. You're, we're never, In the law enforcement there or any industry, you're never gonna be able to make it perfect Somebody's always gonna do something wrong. It's always gonna happen Like there's you're not gonna be able to to do some sort of hiring process where you can just like hire the perfect person And there will never be a problem because that's just like, you know, we're being honest That's never gonna happen people get fired every day Exactly.
0: People you get fired exactly. every day in every single business. There's not a single yeah. major business on the earth that has not fired somebody today.
1: Exactly, and that, that's where you know, but where I, you know, where I kind of start to see things is I do think that you know, being a police officer should be a very hard thing to do, right? Because you have the ability to strip someone's freedom and liberty, and in their know, life, in their life, exactly. And I think that. That requirement should be a very hard task to do. Yeah, very hard task. I agree. And I think that in some different, in a lot of different states, it's it's not hard to be a police officer. Yeah,
0: you and, have you know, to you have I, to pass the you have to pass the physical test one time. You don't have exactly. to do any type of martial arts training. I was just talking to my boxing trainer. Like, yeah, why are police officers not required to? to go uh, to get a certain level of belt yep. in jiu or take a certain amount of self-defense classes or yeah. you know because it, a confident like me like I'm confident I can get in most fights and not have to throw a punch because I wrestled yeah. my whole life I can just take somebody down yeah. and deal with the situation Yeah why yeah, should every yeah, cop yeah. not have to have that confidence
1: Yeah and you're 100% I agree with you and that's and that's you know it's exactly adding on to my you know there has to be something that has to be done in order to make the requirements harder to become a police officer. Cause that job is not lightly. And I think their role right now, here's how I look at it. Their role right now, the people that are stealing, looting in it for the wrong reasons we have, they have a job, you know, to go out and serve and protect. And I think that those people should be arrested, prosecuted, everything charged with all the proper charges that they need to. But in terms of the protest, I don't know if you saw that video with officer, you know, he took his baton off and their officer started marching with him, Right. Mm-hmm. Cause I know. And then that's what I think. That's what, where we need the police the most right now is so I think that we need them to understand that there's a problem and we need to continue and then we need to unite and figure out a way to fix that problem. Yeah. But you know, and that's tough. I'm not going to sit here, you know, I'm not in law enforcement yet or, you know, I'm not speaking for all, but I'm saying like, as a human being and as a citizen, that is tough. I know it's tough. But those are those are some steps that we need to take. And, you know, for the people that are stealing and stuff, like I said, I think they should be arrested. You know, because that stuff is not, we're not getting anywhere with, you know, going into Foot Locker and stealing a bunch of shoes and then leaving. You weren't even there to protest the man that, that died. You were just there to get your own personal, you know, your own items and you left. Yeah. You know, and that's the things that i think that you know they should go to jail for and
0: um you know so it
1: is a complex question because they you know they have a bunch of roles that they have to do right now they you know they have to play the nice guy kind of you know and and, and listen and be the but then they also have to be that hard ass you know to get the bad people the looters and and you know throw them in jail so it is hard to answer
0: it's tough
1: and uh yeah it, it's very tough and you know tough decisions that you know the people that are in charge got to make and they got to look at
0: so yeah no yeah man i've been wrestling with this myself just this last week of really and my mind my i wouldn't say my mind my heart changed i think last night when i was praying read my bible and i just went from like you know because i am you know i am very outspoken about my um my beliefs and you know i've taken it on the chin a few times and i've said things that are wrong and you know i have unpopular opinions a lot of times and but i really had to look at it and say you know what where does my heart need to be here not my head not what's you know necessarily i mean i obviously i want to take the logical route um but you know i'm a i'm you know if you hit me like you're getting hit back that's my, my mentality yeah and and when yeah. i see people yeah. when i see people Looting and, and rioting and doing these things like I just want to go out there and attack like that's like how I feel But I said where's that gonna get and that's when I really was like last night I felt like God was putting on my heart like Hey, maybe go out there and and just try to pray with people and like just try to be with people yeah. and, and see if you can change The culture a little bit or and maybe not even that but like, you know I picked up a few not rioters I don't think and I don't think they would tell me if they were but I picked up some people that are protesting and I've had conversations with them and I've been able to to talk to them and you know people yeah. of color and black people that have gotten in my car and um just yeah, being able yeah. to like talk with them and say, hey, you know, how are you doing? Like what what is going through your head and and just having a discussion where, you know, both points of view are are elevated and, and we can like get to the truth. And so and I think, you know, a lot of people are quick to jump on social media and and jump to you know, what can we do? But I, I think where a lot of people are not quick to go is to prayer and to conversation. Oh yeah, and, of course. And um, like today, two things to do. Yeah. Those are the two most important things to do, I think. And like yeah. today I was, you know, I did my boxing lessons in the park and I wasn't even going to say this, but I think it would just serve as a good example as to like, you know, maybe how yeah. we can make a contribution to this and, you know, maybe how we can yeah. serve our community uh, and make this change on both sides, you know, because, you know, there's there's probably black people that are, you know, angry towards white people right now and vice versa. There's white people yeah, angry towards black people. Of course. And if in any way we can be the change to where they think differently. And so today I was, you know, I did my boxing lessons in the park and there's these three older um, black gentlemen just sitting there playing dominoes. And, and I was going to walk by and then I heard the ice cream truck and I was like, come on, this is a perfect opportunity. So I just asked them. I was like, hey, do you guys want some ice cream? And they're like, yeah. And. So I went, you know, me and one guy, you know, we were talking about boxing and sports and stuff. I got him ice cream and talked to him a little bit. And, um, you know, I had to go. But, you know, they were like, hey, you know, next time we got you. I was like, absolutely. Like, you guys got to teach me how to play dominoes. I've never played. They're like, we're here every day. And so, like, just one little thing like that. Like, what, like, like, you know, putting putting your money where your mouth is, too. You know, I didn't Mm -hmm. just like, just like, how can you contribute, you know? yeah so. no
1: and i think you know that's amazing and i think the the fact that you know you weren't going to say anything about this just speaks to your character and kind of speaks to the kind of person you are because i've seen i've seen you you know maybe not people listen but i've seen you do these types of things and you know where you don't need to tell anybody and you don't you know nobody needs to know that you're doing this stuff but you took the small step and you made the initiative to to just go out and do something and try to bridge that gap, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. And Yeah. Like it, it's tough, and I, it is very tough to to you know to do something like that when your emotions are running high. Yeah. So yeah. I think that you know that was amazing what you did, and I think that yeah, you know, I a mean, lot of people can do it. And I don't,
0: I don't, I don't want, I don't share that story lightly. I just talked to my mom. I didn't tell her about it, and I tell my mom everything. Yeah. But uh, I just felt like. That's like a. I mean, I felt like it was a practical thing. I wouldn't share it if I didn't think it could help somebody, or if I didn't think it could give somebody exactly. an idea, you know, as to as to how they can maybe contribute to this, you know. Yeah. And that's just yeah, one. Yeah, and that's yeah. the thing I think that you know is is maybe hard for people to grasp is that the change is not going to be like that. Exactly. It's going to be exactly. hundreds and thousands of little actions that grow people's perception of other people as people, as humans not as, you know, black white. Every, obviously everybody has their differences and has their culture and yes, clearly people are black or yeah. white um or what in, in another color, but it it gives them a perception of a human being behind it, not just a color, not just a a cultural, you know, um standing or a socioeconomic uh status. So um yeah. And that's the thing like, that people, you know, it's it's kind of like the get rich quick. You know, it doesn't really last in the long run. I feel like a lot of what's going on is like a get rich quick scheme. And it, it doesn't work that way. Progress is slow. Like progress takes time and time to change. I saw somebody posted um, a picture on her Instagram I thought was so powerful. It was like if nothing changes here and it was a picture of a heart and an arrow pointed at the heart and nothing changes here and it was a picture of a home then nothing's going to change here. And it was a picture of the earth. And it felt like that was so powerful. Mm, like
1: That's powerful, yeah. Like, yeah. Be,
0: be the change you want to see in the world.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's powerful. And, you know, going back to what you said about the small piece, I think that's a huge reason why I want to go into law enforcement in itself. And I get a lot of questions. It's like, you know, I'm in a locker room full, you know, half of our team is most – like, more than half of our team is African-American. And everyone knows I want to be a cop, all my close friends, all my teammates, and everyone always asks why, why, why. I get that question more than anything. And like you said, it takes those little small actions, right? And I'm one out of, you know, millions of people, you know, And but me becoming a police officer one day and being able to make a difference in a community that needs that or being able to be a father figure to somebody or, or being able to solve somebody's problem that wasn't able to you know you know they couldn't solve for themselves is something that means the world to me and you know and if 30 people you know if I can contact 30 people and change one of that you know that one might go change another and it just becomes a trickle down effect and you know I think that that's where our world become a better place and I think that's the true reason why I want to become a police officer and I think that it's you know it's tough to think Well, everyone's like well you're one out of you know you're one out of millions right what how are you going to make a difference you know like just let somebody else do it it's not for your position it's like well you know if I can change at least one person's life and they can go do that for somebody else Mm -hmm. you know I can you know I can live hap. you know I can live happily and you know, that will mean more to me than any money, any cars, any house, any piece of clothing will do. That's what will sit well, you know, in my heart. And I think yeah. that's the real reason, you know, why I want to be a police officer. And I think, you know, like you said, small actions,
0: yeah. small steps. Yeah, and, and that's a real and, – and I'm going to get to my question here in a minute. But that's a real – it's a, a hypocritical way to look at things too. Like, oh, you're one person. What can you do? Come on, yeah, man. like how many ask somebody like how many people have you impacted in your life multiple multiple everybody yeah. here has an impact on more than one person exactly. like especially as a football yeah. player a division yeah. 1 football player like you have an impact on potentially hundreds and thousands of people depending you're telling me there's not one person in your life that had the ability to impact you mm-hmm. to impact those people come people. on exactly come on man like exactly. our our actions the way we impact people it will not just impact that one person impacts people for it, on a grand scale. And that can be negative. That can be negative. That can be positive. Oh, yeah. You know, like, you're right. You know, you go do one bad action, man, that that sets somebody up negatively for a long time. You know, it can't exactly. potentially. And so,
1: yeah, you're right. You know, it, it does have that, you know, big effect, especially as student athletes. And I think, that's a, you know, I, I go to these, you know, it's kind of funny. I think they're, they're, you know, they're joking around sometimes, but I think sometimes I, you know, kind of take it serious. Sometimes I go to these networking nights and I'm only there to meet with the police officers and stuff. <laughs> and they always go like, uh, you know, oh, why, like, why be a cop? Like, you know, like come do this and you know, come do that. you like, you're just going to go where everyone hates you and no one's going to like you and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I'm just like, whoa like you said, if we're able to go impact that, you know, people around us it's going to be bigger and i want to be like and i just want to tell them exactly what you said like how many people have impacted you mm. you know yeah and what you've done yeah to be able you know so
0: yeah dude i think that question's so much easier to answer right now than ever and it is like yeah. why, why be a cop what do you mean like look what a cop just did like if i yeah and this is what i've been telling people it, what I believe, like the best thing you can do, and I've actually gotten some pushback on this because people will, you know, t- talk about culture or whatever, or how hard it is. It's not gonna be easy, but I've been saying like, how, you know, you look at you know Pearl Harbor or like um, any or nine eleven like attacks that our country has had. Like people stepped up and they went to to enlist or they went to you know put their name in the hat because they were patriots and they wanted to serve and they wanted to do good. I think the same thing could happen here, where people say, "You know what? This isn't happening anymore. Like, we're gonna step up and we're gonna be the yeah. difference that puts guys like this out of a job." Exactly. You know what exactly.
1: I mean? Exactly. That's when, well, I think my mom tells me this too: is you see a pro, you know see a problem, go be the solution. You know, exactly. and I think that right now, police officers. One there's more so there's not a lot a lot of minorities and police officers, mm-hmm. you know in policing, right? It's a it's white male dominant, right?
0: Yeah, but that's you know,
1: that's not a, that's because a lot of minorities aren't applying Yeah, and I think that you guys we want to see a difference in policing and you know a lot of Minorities have a lot to say about the police department. Well, will go be that change. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like let's no one's saying don't sign up right and I can sign up right and I can go be a police officer and maybe I see an officer acting out of or you know Line or doing something. He's not supposed to be doing well. I can be like hey look. This is how I look at it Yeah, you know, I think that this approach might be a little better and maybe he maybe he'll be like, you know F off right or maybe he'll be like You're actually right. You know, I got to look at myself in the mirror and I have to fix that and I think that the same thing, like like I said, it becomes a trickle down effect. That person might do it, to that person, and that's when you start to see change. Yeah. So you know, like I said, I think that you know, I think a lot of minorities. You know, I encourage it all the time. Like, come be a cop with me,
0: please. Like, let's do it. Do it. Like exactly. Like, you know. Seriously, man. Like, go go. I mean. You know i'm not super you know i've thought about being a cop and i i've you know i've talked to multiple police officers my passion is in fighting and that's what i want to yeah. do but yeah. honestly like i i was highly considering it to you know i i was trying if i could balance being a police officer and being a professional fighter i would do yeah. it i just don't think i can put all my time into being a cop and all my time into fighting like i need yeah. to one's gonna slide and mm-hmm. you know i'm gonna get knocked out and you know not do maybe potentially what i was called to do so yeah. that's the only reason i'm not a police officer right now but i think i think that's a i mean i think that's a real good strategy i think that's an amazing way can you imagine if a police if you know let's say I'm the port let's say portland pd can you imagine if they got a thousand applications from minorities right now you're telling me not one of those can get on there's no way there's no way that exactly. that would there'd be a real issue if that's you know that's the case and i think that's the most practical way right now to change this is you know, because you said it, and you know, I didn't want to say it, but um, but the the stats are the stats. Like the applications just aren't there. Yeah, yeah. You know, and
1: I sit and ask those questions. I you know I go on ride-alongs. I think I've been on like twenty ride-alongs. Right, and I go to different police departments, and you know, I just ask the hard questions. And the question I always ask is, "What's the ethnicity <clears throat> of the officers, and what's it like, you know, on the department?" And I go, "Why isn't there a lot of minorities?" as police officers and I, you know, I've gotten the same answer every single time. It's not like there's a different answer. It's not like somebody's lying. They go, we just don't get me. You know, for every, there, I think Portland was like for every 20 applicants we get, maybe one's a minority. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, it's sad to think about that. You know, it's sad to see because I'm so passionate about being a police officer that I just want like, you know, it's hard for me because I want everyone else As minorities to jump on And like let's go fix this problem You know maybe it might not be in our lifetime Right or it might you know It might take however many years or it might be This you know fast or But let's just go be that solution to the Problem yeah and that's A it you know that's a whole another conversation In itself and it's Tough you know it's It's very tough
0: Yeah So. so I want to ask then Because I'm sure And I've heard it too you know Police officers, you know, this stuff gets publicized, and police officers become the most hated position in the world. Yeah, yeah. And and it's a it's a sad thing because it's a very hard job, and I would argue it's a very necessary job. What do you think is the role of police officers? What do you think a world without police officers looks like?
1: Okay, well, I think the first the, the a world without police officers is chaotic.
0: It's anarchy, right?
1: Anarch and in- unfathomable like think about all the different like absolutely disgusting like unthinkable unimaginable things that people do that are in prison right now for imagine those people being free and having no police officers it'd be it'd be just crazy and absolutely insane and i think you know that's the role of police officers now is to serve and protect and i think that word should be used accordingly you know and i see you know right now it's you know people are using you know, like serve and protect you know you know BS, BS, that but i really think that is their job to serve as a role that that can be many roles you know it could be so many different roles and to protect those who cannot protect themselves and i really think that's what a role of a police officer is And you know It might be easy to say You know Serve and protect But I think that that, Like you know That word You know Those words just go into Deeper meaning And I think that they honestly Need you know Serve and protect yeah. And I've talked to a lot of officers That are in it For the right reasons Yeah Like in it, Great people Great people And And I just think And you know As I'm sitting there Doing a ride along with them I just think like man, like, what, you know, would this place look like if these people were just in another job and there was no cops? And and it's just a scary thought.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I agree. And I think, too, like, you know, we talk about bad eggs and, you know, and and maybe I shouldn't make this analogy, but I'm going to, Uh, but, like, I feel like judging police officers for one bad action would be like judging, you know, black people for one bad action. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I don't think it's fair, because police officers are there to serve and protect, I don't think it's fair to assess the entire police force and, and write F-12 as much as I don't think it's fair to to generalize and, and associate, you know, black people with, with with criminal activity just because one person did it, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I, and I think, you know, that, it's tough because I, I get, you know, they're not just judging off one instance. I think that there's been many inst, you know, cases of this that's happened, and I sure, think the frustration sure. is just, you know, what I mean is it has built up, and I think that the frustration levels are just, you know, out of the roof. They're tired of seeing, you know, and which there has been, you know, I, you know, I like to watch the whole video, and I can say that there has been, you know, a lot of unarmed African Americans that have been shot. You know for a reason that should have never been you know a reason and i have i have a white you know there's a white police officer that i talk to like you know weekly sends me different videos like this should have never happened yeah this was completely wrong and this should have never happened watch the video learn from it and never make this mistake one day yeah you know what i mean so and i think that that frustration just is building you know from years you know longer than i've been alive mm-hmm and just that's where i see you know the frustration coming from so you know i think i don't really you know like you said we but we both know that obviously they're not judging off one case Yeah, yeah i think you know the frustration levels are just they've had it you know Yeah. so and i get your analogy that you're saying you know and i think i saw something which this is completely what i agree on too and i i saw that there's a few you can't have a few bad apples in a career field where you need it the most just like saying there's a few bad apples and like pilots right you can't yeah. you can't just say one day I'm not gonna or you know let's not land a plane or something like that yeah. but like I said before though I, I go back to what I said before like always there's always gonna be somebody that does it wrong but let's make it harder for those people to do it wrong if that makes sense yeah. like let's let's put something in place to make those percentages smaller than what they are
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know what I mean
0: so, yeah what and this is another thing I, I had to wrestle with too with um what do you think the extent of systematic oppression is? Because there's nowhere in the books, you know, in, in our law or in our books, not currently anyways, that you know you could look at and say, Okay, well this is where it's discriminating against or or here. So what do you think what do you think is the extent of that? Because you know, obviously there's there's issues, um but they're not written down, you know, it's more like an unwritten code or something if it's yeah. there. And so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious, like for you, I mean, you grew up in this, you, you, you definitely have a perspective on it that I won't understand um, because I, I'm, you know, not typically, you know, you know, I've been told this, like, you know, people get profiled a lot. And, you know, and I've seen that with, um, you know, we have a guy uh, on my brother's football team that basically lives with us. Um, he's, yeah. he's from, oh, I think he's from Nigeria. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, there's been situations where people, you know, looked at him and been like, hey, it's like, come on, man. Like, what are you doing? Like, he's 17 yeah. years old. Like, just like, be a decent human being. Don't stare at somebody. Yeah, yeah. so. But I just want to know what, you're, what you think the extent of that is and, and what can be done to change that. I think
1: what you just said can solve a lot of the problems. Be a decent human being. And, you know, that's a problem for a lot of people. And I think that's systematic racism extends to, you know, further than we can explain. And I think that a lot of these actions, like you said, profiling, you know, going back to asking these police officers, I ask them, like, what is your thoughts on racial profiling? They're like, it happens. It happens all the time. And if you and if a police officer doesn't think that this sort of stuff happens, then they're dead wrong and all these different like you said it's an unwritten rule i think that a lot of these different issues are just you know some unwritten laws and i think that how do we fix it well that's something that i am not capable of answering but i think that these how would i said that a lot of these systematic racism just comes from people that like you said, are not decent human beings that are judged people because of the color of their skin and, you know, and not judging them for what they could actually do and and different things like that, you know, because I get profiled. Sure. Right? We you talked know, about I mean, this. You know. Yeah, exactly. Everybody thinks exactly. you're on the basketball team.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and,
1: and we, I get profiled all the time and I'm like, you know, but I tell them, I'm like, hey, look, like, you know, I tell them what I thought, what they could do better, and then I ask them, like, you know, what could I do or to help you better understand, and we have that cordial conversation, and and it's very calm, and we come to an agreement, and that person leaves knowing what they could do better, and going out and making, you know, making another situation better, because they're able to hear that information. Yeah. So, and I think that that's a conversation that we need to have. First, we need to acknowledge that it's a thing. There's a lot of people that don't think that it's an issue. Yeah. And I think that the first thing we can do is acknowledging that it is, that it is an issue. Sure. And that as soon as we can acknowledge that it is it is an issue, then we can continue in fixing these different problems and different, you know, because this this problem goes farther than what I can explain talk about you know I'm not knowledgeable on all these different things because I've only experienced what I've experienced right Um, so you know yeah different that's what I think about it it's 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 a tough conversation yeah but
0: um no but I think it's a conversation worth having where both parties are willing to be are willing to be wrong to find what's true of course um and also too like you know I've had such I don't I can't. I can't think of a time where I've ever profiled somebody that was black, but I've had situations where I profiled people in general. Like I remember one time mm-hmm. this this because it happens. It happens to everything. Like it happens with everything. Well, what the sorry, um, you know, obviously it, it might be more prevalent within you know the people of color, or the African American community. But it, I remember um, going to class. This kid walks in, and your first impression of somebody is gonna set a just a an array of thoughts and feelings and impressions as to, you know, what you're going to have about or what this person's like, you know, your first impression yeah. is key. And I remember this kid walked into class and clearly surfer, dude, deep voice, like, Oh, like, you know, and I was like, Oh my <laughs> yeah. gosh, this goofball, like this guy is probably, you know, like a doofus. I got to know him, man. And I had to check my heart. I was like, dude, this is like one of the best guys. Like he, he was, like, super involved with church and, like, you know, just as Christian as could be, like, wanted to start a ministry within, um, like, within his field. And I was like, man, I was dead wrong, you know? Like, I was dead wrong about, like, that human being. And I, like, had to check myself. And I think that I think that happens at all levels is, like, being able, you know, to admit, like, I made a mistake. Like, I'm, I made a mistake,
1: you yeah. know? That's – but – that like but like you said i made a mistake is something that is very hard for people yeah you know and i my mom would always tell me this when i'm younger like if you made a mistake own up to it yeah
0: now is right? your wait? question is your mom white or is your dad white no so my dad
1: is black okay. which i i've never met my dad and then my mom is mexican
0: so oh okay I'm,
1: okay yeah so gotcha um, gotcha Half, half. Um, okay. But yeah, like she, she would tell me, you know, if you made a mistake, own up to it. And I was always the kid that, I said, well, it's not my fault. It's You know, these people influenced me to do it, so I did it, right? It's not my fault. But And then I started realizing you know, as I grew up, I was like, you know, it, it's my fault. I got to live with those actions. And the next time this comes up, I got to do, do it differently. Sure. And I think same thing for, you know, Let's just, we could use profiling since we were talking about that or, or stereotypes. If we do that, like you said, you checked your heart. That's what people need to do. That's exactly what people need to do. If I pull somebody over because they're black and I think that there's something in their car and I notice that they're coming from school and they might not have the best looking car and there's nothing in the car, I really need to check myself and, should, and ask myself, do I? is this wrong? Yeah. You know, is this wrong? Yeah. And I think that's that's something that needs to be done.
0: Yeah. And I, I made the point to, um, you know, I feel make somebody feel so bad about profiling you because of how kind you were. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like make them next time mm-hmm. they want to profile or next time they want to pull somebody over. Or next time they want to, you know, give somebody some harassment or, or think a certain way, make them f- think about you and how kind of a human being you were and how maybe cooperative or how just you know gentle or loving or you know able to help or willing to help like make them think about that situation in a positive light so the next yeah, time the, yeah. I think that's where the change that's a piece of the puzzle that comes with change is like make them think about you based on your good traits you know and like yeah, and oh, reg-
1: yeah of course exactly and because when you address a problem with fire, that's only going to make them respond. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, if you're, say you come up to me, you stereotype me, and I'm like, well, you know, what the F, this, this, and that. Like, are you dumb? like, it's just like, that's only going to make them, you know, get defensive and mm-hmm. have these different sorts of, you know, response. Instead of being like, you know, this is the situation. I'm not what you think I am. This, this, and that. You know, I think that next time you shouldn't maybe judge me for this, and you know, you get to know me first. Yeah, and you know, yeah. So sure, it's yeah. You hit it on the head with the, a lot of the information you said. So
0: I appreciate it. Well, man, I got five percent battery life, but I, I and I think, <laughs> dude, I think I could think honestly with all the topics that are coming to my head and how articulate you are and um, just the knowledge between you know the both of us, which is more on your side than mine, I think. Um uh, no. <laughs> uh but i i just uh i could i could go for hours and maybe we should do it again um at some point but i just want to ask um what because this might be an instance where we disagree what do you think is the what is your take on white privilege and then what's your definition of racism okay so give me the definition people- yeah okay give me the definition of racism yeah. first Because I'll tell you what the dictionary, the dictionary says, and this is what I adhere to when I believe is anybody that thinks that one race is superior to another. That's what the dictionary, that's what the dictionary says. And that's what I believe. And I I think that goes, I think it covers all bases. I think, you know, anyone can experience racism based on that definition. And that's what I adhere to. But I want to know, I want to hear your take.
1: Okay, so I'll add to the white privilege just simply with the little analogy that I, I always hear is white privilege is being able to get pulled over by the police and not having to worry about your life right? You don't have to worry about getting you know a gun pulled out on your face, sorts of different things. I always use it in law enforcement because that's what sure. I really do obviously but, but then if I get pulled over and maybe not nice of a car. What are they going to think? They don't know that I'm, you know, about to get my, you know, I'm about to graduate, get my master's student athlete. They don't know that. Yeah. Right. They don't, because they don't, they don't, they don't ask that. They just, it's a quick little judgment. Well, he's black, you know, he probably has something in the car. Right. And Mm -hmm. I think that privilege, you know, like I said, longer conversation, you know, I think that white privilege is a bigger conversation than what this little instance that we're going to talk about right now. But yeah. And then racism, Man, I don't even, that is, it's a large topic, but I think that, you know, racism is, I don't even know how to answer it. Like, you know, I could, is hating somebody for the color of their skin, you know, and thinking, you know, I, I'm, I'm lost at that one because I'm not really sure how to answer it. Like I have so much of like emotions that I, how I want to answer it, I just don't know how to put it in words if that makes okay, sense.
0: Okay, let me let me ask you this then: Can white people experience racism?
1: No, they weren't oppressed. White people weren't oppressed, weren't enslaved.
0: What about the Jews?
1: Oh, I don't. I'm just the white people in America were not enslaved. Okay. I'll take this back because I was having that conversation with Dr. Plaza in our sociology class and he said this and this is that's where I got it from he said white people were not enslaved and oppressed and all these sorts of different issues that African Americans or other minorities have right Um, and I think that's why people now there's you know some different instances like you know but I think that there you can't really be oppressed like you a white person cannot be denied for a job because of color of their skin black people that happens all the time like think about it the nfl wants to pass a law to have more black people like the nfl didn't that black you know uh owners agents they're not passing a law to say let's have more white people
0: like, yeah they're
1: doing it for black people for a reason sure. because they're denied you know these sorts of opportunities you know for Man, the list goes on. All sorts of different reasons. Yeah, but
0: yeah, I think I think we need to have a longer discussion about the definition. Because yeah. I'm just, I'm not. I I just I like I I bring up the Jewish argument, and I also there's one argument I like to bring up too is like, you know, what if what if you bring uh, what if you put a white person in a situation where they're the only per like the only white person? There's a, a ton of black people, and yeah. they start experiencing the same thing that we would call racism with one wh- black person and a bunch of white people. You know. And if it's two situations that are the same, the only thing that's different is the color of their skin. Then like I have a hard time calling it something different, you know. Yeah, because we extend because then we because then we extend it like when we say they can't experience it. Like, you know, slavery has happened in in every country to to every race. It's still going on all over the world, you know. Um, So are we just saying within America or those little subcultures or, you know, because white people aren't the majority on Earth either, you know. Like more people, more people, you know, have have your pigment of skin worldwide than mine. So like that's, I think, I think, I think it's a long conversation. But I definitely, if I'm wrong, I want to know. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: exactly. And I'm not gonna sit here and be like, I'm the person that can answer that question, right? Because I'm not. That's not my like. How do you say? Somebody can answer this question a lot better than me. Yeah, it's not your repertoire. yeah, it's not something that I'm really knowledgeable to give you a definite answer. That way, you know you could have you could base your perception off my answer. You know, I don't want to be the person to do that. So, I'm sure. But yeah, sure. like you know, like you said, longer conversation that we can get into for you know,
0: awesome. A different time, dude. Man, it's been a pleasure having you. I think this is one of my most fun podcasts, and I think it's one that a lot of people need to hear because. I can get on here and me and my buddy who's ginger can talk all we want and it could be true, Yeah, but we're, we're going to get, you know, discredited and to have somebody like you, cause we've been talking about doing the, a podcast for a long time. And unfortunately, yeah. you know, unfortunately we found a time that was good for it, but it wasn't a good time. For, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. very unfortunate yeah. circumstances, and um, and man, I would just encourage people to keep praying. Like I have a rule in my life: I don't complain about something or I don't take action uh, on something before I have prayed for it. Unless it's like in the heat of the moment and like somebody's attacking me, then I gotta respond, you know. But yeah. um, and I think uh, I think that's what the country needs, man. So.
1: Yep, you're right, and you know I thank you for having me on here. You know, this Dude. is something that I'm always gonna remember. Dude, you know, it was a it was a blessing
0: know. to me, man. And you're a great guy. Oh. And I I know for a fact, man, any any police um police station in any county and the entire country, man, will be lucky to have you, brother.
1: Thank you. I you know, thank you so much. That means a lot, you know, from the bottom of my heart. You know,
0: thank you so much. Thanks okay. for having
1: me on here. Yeah. That's man. a blessing.
0: Absolutely. So, so but, uh, um, good luck hey,
1: to everything in life.
0: Thank you, brother. You're so you're in Arizona right now? Yes. When when you get back, um, when you get back, uh, if you're ever in Portland, man, or I think uh, a bunch of the athletes, when things open up, they're gonna go to a Hillsong concert. So oh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get a place, man, and uh, have people over for a barbecue or something. So please, you know, come by if you're ever in Portland. Um, Want to do something, man? Let me know. What's up? Uh, if you can talk about it, what's the extent of your injury? You-
1: oh, I just have Achilles tendonitis, and um, so during the season, got you know i thought it was some you know sort of bruising whatever and it just kind of built build and i didn't uh do nothing for it and it just got really 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 tight and you know they're like hey you probably shouldn't run because if you keep putting any more stress on it it's going to tear or in rupture so
0: all right man but, well i'll be praying for that man so isaac thank you so much god man. bless you Have brother a good one you too buddy god bless you too bye all right guys well um Man, I thought that was a great conversation. Um, I, I don't like to take people's time too much. Uh, I don't know what, uh, especially over the phone, but I could have talked to Garcia for four hours. And, and maybe at some point when I get my own studio up here in Portland, we will have that long conversation where we get to every single bullet point on the list. I plan on having him on again, but um, and I thought it was a good conversation. I thought it was, uh, it, it was what we need. I think we need to take a step back, take a deep breath, and assess you know not be acting out of emotion but be acting out of reason out of logic and out of love and um you know trying to try to move forward the best way we can and so yeah i um man man that was it that was a good conversation so um but uh you guys have a great day um you know just continue to love your neighbor continue to do what's right by them and uh in ephesians it says you know it's lawful to be angry but do not sin in your anger don't let the sun go down on your anger and um and that's a hard thing to do and that's something that i struggle with but uh you know get the right people around you be in prayer be in your word you know let god speak to you through his word and uh and really humble yourself before him So I appreciate you guys. Appreciate everything you guys do. Send some love, like, comment, share, leave a review. Um, If anybody needs to hear this conversation that you know of, please share it with them and um, maybe help somebody out today. So God bless you guys, but I think we're done here.